0: Hello, my name is David Martinez, and today we're going to talk about adventures and misadventures of traveling as a family. Okay, joining me today is my faithful co-host, Neil Cantrell. Thank you for being here again. Good to be here. And we're joined by our wives, my wife, Susanna Pianreuta, and And I'm here with my wife, Kelsey, Kelsey Cantrell, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about traveling with kids traveling with kids because we have a lot of experience both traveling as when we were kids but also now that we have kids and the, and the hope is that we'll inspire people to take that journey take that trip hop on the flight even if you have four kids in our case yeah um, taking those long flights I remember you know growing up I have a lot of memories of uh, of these trips these road trips that my parents would take I grew up in Spain and uh, my parents had a, a conference. It was every year, but then it turned into every other year. And they would combine this conference in these different countries in Europe with a one-week or two-week vacation. So I had these memories of my dad. He built a structure in the van, and the, the luggage went underneath the van, under, underneath the structure, and we would sleep on top of the structure. It was There weren't that many regulations, I suppose. I don't know how safe that is or or how safe it's not. It was a different (laughs) time. It was a different time. So I remember sleeping on these trips from Barcelona through France into Belgium. I remember one of the earlier trips we took, my mom was obsessed with the sound of music. And so we had to go to Austria. I believe it was Salzburg, uh, I want to say. I could be wrong. I was like 10 years old. And we had to visit all of the sites. We had to go to not just this, not just the actual sites where these where they live, the Von Trapp family where they lived, but also where they filmed it because there's different houses. The house that they actually lived in is way smaller than that big old white mansion that yeah. they filmed. Uh, and I and I had a lot of fun. We rented bikes because, of course, in the film they you had were, to. You had to. Yeah. Did and you so sing the songs? We sang the songs that went the yeah. Do a Deer. Of course we did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But I have, I had these lovely memories and they kind of inspired me to travel. It it created this kind of wanderlust in me as as well as a child. And I think back now, now that I travel with my own kids, if it was as incredible as I remember it, I I, I envision now my parents, you know, um, looking back and saying, keep your hands to yourself. And, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. I could be wrong. Well, it makes you wonder, you know, how stressful, like you said, how stressful was it for your
1: parents? And, you know, I think about, you know, because Kelsey and I have three kids of our own um, and two of which were born in Peru. So Kelsey had uh, our oldest and our youngest child while in Peru. And so their memories of growing up were outside of the United States. And I think um, as they get older, they start to ask more questions about, hey, when can we go someplace again? And we said, well, you know, we can. Go to see the Grand Canyon and something like that. They're like, no, no, no. I don't want to go to the U.S. I'm going to go someplace that different. Doesn't <laughs>
2: that doesn't count. That doesn't
1: count. I'm like, come on, guys. The United States is incredible things to, to show us. Um, but I think for our family, some of that wanderlust kind of came early on. I know from Kelsey when you were a child. Can you tell us about you know when you were a young girl down? Down in South America.
2: Yeah, we lived. It was only like three years, but we lived in Peru and Bolivia for three, three and a half years when I was a little, a little like kindergarten age. Mm-hmm. So I um, was what six years old. Six yeah, five, six, it was. Yeah, it was around that age. Okay. I was homeschooled by my mom then, but um, because of that experience, I remember always wanting to do more. And we went back to the U.S. after that, and you know, did the normal white picket fence type, buy yeah. your house, get your you know stable job type thing. Or my parents did. Um, <laughs> but you were I always at 12 years old you yeah, get yeah. a job and buy a house. <laughs> That's That's <another>. my <laughs> fence, yeah. No, but I, I remember always wanting to do it again. And growing up, you know, in a little town in Oregon after that, it wasn't very normal to be around people that had lived overseas, even if it was for three years. But I remember always wanting to do that again. It just kind of, Ingrain something in your family, you know. I think that's probably the case for your kids and our kids as well. They start out with hope, that. Yeah. I, that's the that's the yeah, goal, that's right? The hope, yeah, yeah I think good... that sense of adventure, right? Like to to get
3: to a new place that you don't know, and to discover it, and not to have like the the super known things. But that also like brings the seed in you, right? Like I want more of that. Mm-hmm. I remember that as a kid too. Like it was nothing to be in the car for twenty five hours because my parents are German. I grew up in Spain. And we would travel up and down to Germany multiple times a year back when there was no highways um, or worse roads or whatever. And we would just spend hours in the car. And I was knitting and drawing and pestering each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. um,
0: Surely not. <laughs> Surely <laughs> never we were kind to each other.
3: Yeah. It's actually kind of nice to remember how nice it, the memories sound to us. Um, in the sense that now when I have a stressful time with my kids, I'm like, oh, maybe they won't remember <laughs> that I was yelling at them to be quiet um, when we traveled, but yeah. yeah. So
0: you talk about these trips that you took from Germany to Spain. Did you travel anywhere else
3: yeah, as, a, as we, a young kid? Yeah, we traveled a lot, like I said, but there's one specific travel, uh, big trip that we did about six weeks. My parents um, had this idea or this vision to go and minister to the Sahrawis, in Africa, um, they were like in the border of Morocco. So they decided they wanted to go there, but it, you're not allowed to be a missionary in Morocco. So they had to kind of pretend this is a family vacation and pretend we were a rich German family going to <laughs> Morocco. My dad at the time was ministering at the jail and he was um, working with this um, person who was caught smuggling drugs from Germany to Spain. He was a German, um, but he was in the prison in the south of Spain, in Sevilla. And he had been caught with this giant trailer, I think, like 20-foot-long trailer that was now impounded in the jail um, parking lot. Mm -hmm. And somehow, I don't know, this is 1986, my dad talked to the police and they let him take this trailer to go to Morocco with his family. Of course. We also had a Mercedes that was pulling this trailer. I don't know where that came from. But anyway. (laughs) Was it a diesel? Yes. It was like a big, because it was like a big, giant thing. And so here we are, um, my brother, maybe 18 14, I was 10 or 9 even, and then my youngest brother was 7. Um, and we started off. We went there. There was, yeah, many adventures. There were many, like, checkpoints where the Moroccan military was because it was, like, the this war zone. And um, they would always ask for wine. They wanted bribes to let us through. <laughs> mm-hmm. We didn't give them wine. I don't know if we had any or not. But we did give them chocolate, and they were okay with that. That's okay.
1: Yeah. And,
3: yeah, I think... Part of the crazy adventures was, like, the tires would all explode, like, at different times. <laughs>
0: while you're driving?
3: D- while driving, in the dunes, like, <laughs> stuck in the sand, and because, I th- I think because it was, like, parked in this parking lot for a year or whatever in the hot sun, so the tires were not in best condition, <laughs> and, yeah, I remember this one time, this Land Rover came by, I mean, these are not roads, these are, like, dunes, like, little sand roads, and and this um, Spanish ranch guy came by and he took us all in his um, Land Rover to his hacienda or to his ranch and um, then came back and helped my dad get out the thing or get a new tire. And um, we ended up at his ranch and it was the feast that they were um, commemorating of when Isaac was almost sacrificed by Abraham, although they were, they're were Muslims, so they believe it was Ismail. Ishmael. Yeah. And I think... I don't think he was a Muslim personally, this um, ranch owner, but he celebrated this for his workers. And so there was this patio and this goat that was brought and like the head pulled back and the knife cuts and the blood squirting wow. and the puddle of Dramatic. blood. And I was like ah. and you're nine years old
0: watching all
1: this. I was
3: nine years old. My brother's seven. Yeah, it was just memories like
1: of childhood. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think about, I mean, I kind of back up to what you were saying about the the bribing with wine or chocolate and things, and I'm trying to think about how many times our kids have witnessed me try to get through police bribes in different countries while driving around.
2: Not again, Dad.
1: <laughs> so, you know, it, whether it was Indonesia, whether it was Ecuador or Peru, you'd get pulled over for whatever reason, and the the tendency was is they tried to get you for something, but they'll, they're wanting you to give a bribe of some sort, so the kids are all nervous and worried and just watching dad try to figure out how to negotiate things, you know, in a Christian way, but also in an, you know, ex- expedited a little yeah, bit, a smart way. Appropriate way as exactly. well. This
0: is what you do. So,
1: you know, I believe that, you know, God gave me the wisdom in all those situations to, to, uh, you know, handle it and get us moving on the road. I won't go into all the details about how <laughs> that happened, but, uh, Let's just say at the
0: end of those the kids were calm, I was calm and we would move on, but Well, these are great lessons for kids cuz now if they get pulled over in the states, they know how to negotiate, and how to bribe. <laughs> yeah. We're, that, that's uh, a joke. definitely not, not. a joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we were always careful to tell them it's like, you know, this is because we're in someone else's turf. This isn't our own country, you know. So right. we're trying to, you know, act in a way that's appropriate within the country we are because for us this isn't normal, right? And I think our kids always knew that even though they identified as Americans, but they never really lived in America until about a year and a half ago. Yeah. So it was a very interesting transition, yeah.
0: Yeah, and to grow up in this way, I think to travel, to, to see that as a young kid, I think it's it's really exciting and, and different. Like you said, um, or, or as it has been mentioned, you start to recognize how how unique and special that is when you start to, to have friends who maybe don't have a passport or who haven't had this opportunity. Uh, as a kid the memories can be one thing you mentioned this earlier right the memories, so that now when my kids have or when i'm annoyed at my kids maybe they're not going to remember this part but ultimately it's going to hopefully engender in them this this wanderlust and this idea of traveling and experiencing other cultures but that doesn't mean it's not always easy right but yeah traveling with kids is
1: not easy but that's something you have to assume and right. you prepare for it so you know you travel differently Right, yeah. and especially when you and your husband get separated in the airport, and one misses his flight. And you remember that?
2: That was his fault, not mine.
1: <laughs> of course.
2: <laughs> no, actually, I think it was a traffic thing. There was construction, so we got to the airport in Portland super late, way later. We're really, really good about getting there on time, but this time we weren't. He he had a different flight, and we were supposed to connect in LAX, which is. The worst airport yeah. of all time i don't know if you agree but no atlanta's atlanta, is. atlanta oh, almost worse oh <laughs> <No>. anyway <laughs> we were in l uh, so i got on our flight with the three boys and he had to go on a different one but his flight wouldn't let him on
1: i missed my flight
2: so i end up at the last second give me the house keys because i'll see you later <laughs> we're going to lima and i ended up having to fly through lax with three kids no stroller got lost in the airport mm. you know a sick kid one that had to do this didn't know it was just one thing after another, and then we got on the final flight from LA to Lima. Kid throws up on me. Have no change of <laughs> clothing. Um, you're Have the kid stuck on you. The other one needs your help. You know, one thing after another yeah. after another.
1: But they don't remember that, right? I wouldn't think.
2: I don't know if they do. Yeah, why no. is that? I guess that's well, good. Maybe you it's...
1: remember that, but you know, the kids are just like, yeah, mom. I travel with mom. I was fine.
3: I mean, I, I absolutely don't remember my mom ever yelling. Like I, I say to her, you were always so calm. And she's like, no, I wasn't. So, yeah, there is hope. Yeah, sorry.
1: I don't know if my kids would say the same <laughs> about me. I don't know if it was
0: yelling more. More being stern. Firm being speech. Firm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. the tra- I think the traveling with kids, that's maybe the first barrier to overcome is are we going to hop on a plane with four babies or three or two mm-hmm. or whatever configuration? I know you've had some experience traveling on an airplane with Yeah. A number of kids
3: we had um we had four kids in five years so many ki- small children at once and um David did a lot of study abroad uh, travel and there was always this question should i go with him and but it was easier to stay home for a large part and then join him later so i was like well i'm gonna have to fly with four children and one is a baby i mean they're all like four and under so yeah i i just kind of said okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna be that crazy lady <laughs> People are going to hate me, but hopefully they will never see them again.
1: It's this many hours. It's this many hours. I will it. survive. Yeah. We will
3: get there and in pieces or however, <laughs> but we will get there. And the reality is that people really are helpful and they want to help and they see you and maybe they think you're crazy. They probably do, but but they're helpful. And I remember I had two of my children uh, across the aisle, so I couldn't reach. And they were so young, they couldn't even like choose a movie or a cartoon to watch. So there was these two girls behind them, and I was like, "Do you mind?" And so they were reaching over and like, you know, putting a movie on the screen, helping them open their trays of food and manage all that. And I was on the other side with the baby and the other baby, and yeah.
0: How do you do ma- bathroom breaks with that? Because I, I would imagine you can't you can't just send a four year old, or can you, Or do you send a four year old?
3: I don't think I did. I think I carried one, and one was asleep. Or I was like, "Could you take? An, could you just keep an eye?" Or I don't even know. I mean, I changed dirty diapers on my seat. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, oh, yeah. You just do <laughs> you just whatever. Things, things you don't want I people mo- to know
0: that you changed a dirty diaper on, the, on an airplane seat. I, they might There was known. one story. I, I wasn't there for this, obviously. I was I was doing a study abroad in, in Spain at the time, but you flew, I think, with our two oldest kids. They were, what, a year and, yeah, and six like months? Under
3: that? two years. It was under, two, under two, and one was six months, and I had actually got a a seat for my two-year-old and i had my baby and i was like oh, i'm good to go and just as we were taking off the flight attendant came and said no you can't you can't have two babies you need to hold them and so i was like oh my two-year-old won't go so i was like do you mind And i just handed the the baby to the passenger to a, beside random, stranger. Me, to a random stranger and he was <laughs> excuse like excuse okay, me sir sure. Did just, you hold just baby? for takeoff and arrival." <laughs> And yeah, they did, and they you probably remember this story as that crazy lady. Well, you can't say no we, to we made a kind. I don't know
0: Maybe how do you mother. say no to somebody handing <laughs> you, you a baby, right? <laughs> I think that's my that's been my experience too. Is that there's this idea of you're inconveniencing people on on a plane, but overwhelmingly people are kind, and not, you always get the one or two people who are annoyed at you and, and upset, but they're going to be annoyed and upset at, at anything. Yeah. Overwhelmingly, people are happy to help and and feel for you to a certain extent, right? That's yeah. been my experience anyway. All of the times that I traveled by myself with kids, which was, I think, zero.
3: I was going to say. I don't remember <laughs> Yeah, that. I think that's
0: the same for me, too.
3: I don't How know. Does that
2: happened. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I think, you know,
1: what I keep coming back to as we have this conversation is, you know, you really don't have to think about getting all your traveling out before you have kids. Granted, it's going to be a little more challenging, like we've said, but I think the value that it's going to... Um, Provide for your kids as far as lifelong experience, yeah. it's going to be totally worth it. And as far as you know, our own kids who started traveling when they're really little, they always think back to these experiences and how you know it it shaped the way they think about this because they think about the world differently. You know, they they recognize that people are people
0: all over the world, mm-hmm. and I think it's important for kids to see that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I think as as you say, it's it's hard, it's difficult, it can be more expensive. It is different. I remember when we. We had traveled, we had been married for, I think, three years before we had our first kid, but we had been around the world literally several times. We were living in Taiwan, and so every time you went to, to Europe or the States or Atlanta, you could choose kind of which direction you went. It was six, one, half a dozen others, so we mm-hmm. kind of chose different configurations, I guess, to say that we'd been around the world, right? But, you know, I remember 10 days in the Philippines and Burma, Hong Kong, Macau, all these ex- uh, trips that we'd taken, Egypt for the weekend, I remember we went to Cairo, and then we had we we're starting to have babies. Uh, we had a one-year-old. She, you were pregnant, six months pregnant with Lucas, right? And we were saying we're not going to let this impede our travel. We're going to still travel. We're <laughs> right. going to do this. And so we booked a fl- we booked a trip to Guatemala with dear friends, and they had had a kid, uh, a one-year-old as well. Yeah, one-year-old. She was I think six days older than Alba or something. So very right. similar age. And we're like we're not we're going to keep traveling. Yeah. But very quickly realized that. It's going to be different. It's different. We're going to book the Airbnb way in advance. We're going to be a little bit more stable. We stayed in uh, Antigua for I think ten days in this Airbnb. It, the the outings were conditioned by naps, Nap right, or Definitely. feeding times, or you know, is their shade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be different. Still exciting. Definitely different, though. It yeah. wasn't as spontaneous. I remember we, when we went to the Philippines. We showed up and didn't have a place to stay. Remember that we we didn't mm-hmm. have a hotel or anything. Or like let's just see what happens. And there were no hotels. We had to. We ended up sleeping in the in, in a German dude's like back porch or something, <laughs> right? Some but benches. that's but that's that would never happen with a kid. You could right. never just show up and say let's no. see what happens because this this one year old needs.
1: to I mean, have you
3: could. It. You could, I suppose,
0: right? <laughs> well, you know, I always say, and
1: Kelsey and I say this that kids are a lot more resilient than we are as adults. Yeah. Yes. yes. So kids can handle so many different things that we. We want to make sure they don't have to handle, mm. but it ends up being us, the adults being like, oh no, this just would be unacceptable. And the kids are like, oh, I don't know. I... Like we were in in Bali sleeping at this random um, Airbnb because the one we were at before was just really gross and didn't work out. Well, this next one was equally as gross. Even worse. <laughs> yeah. You want to tell? <laughs> that well, it was
2: during the COVID time. So a lot of the Airbnbs hadn't been used for months, <laughs> months. and they hadn't cleaned them oh. and everything is kind of you know, the maintenance wasn't, the ACs weren't working. And that's a very hot area. And so we went to the second one after the first one was gross. And the second one was even grosser. And our oldest had AC like dripping on his head oh, wow. and ants crawling around his head while he was sleeping.
1: Well, no, that was Ezra and Simon, oh, that was our Ezra. youngest two. They that's had their, on their bed, the AC was dripping onto their pillow. They didn't even know it. They're just sleeping. Ants crawling around on their bed. And they wake up, and they're like, is there any cereal? I'm like, oh, my goodness, you guys. There's Look at your bed. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's not good. They just kind of get up and Let's roll through it. And, and you know, as parents, we're just like, oh, that's terrible. This is, hor- this is horrifying. We need to find. But the kids were just rolling with it. Yeah. And right. they were like, oh, can we go swimming? And. And it was a really uh, telling moment
0: yeah. that kids are quite resilient. Yeah, for sure. Even the way you travel, right? The, the car seats or the, you know, the different oh, yeah. kind of configurations. The fold ups that we always have to take. Yeah, What am where, where can you sleep? What, what do you need in order to sleep? In your trip to Morocco, you, you had a trailer. So did you sleep in the back of this trailer? Or
3: well, yeah, I think, yeah, we slept in the back of the trailer. I remember actually traveling. I think you're not supposed to do this, right? nowadays but i remember um driving and my brother was sleeping on the bed and he was just like going up like a couple feet every bump unsecured uh, sleeping unsecured absolutely (laughs) unsecured but yeah we we would sleep and even on our trips to germany like you said the the little um platform in the back like this much space between the suitcases and the level and my parents would just sleep on the side of the road and we would sleep in the car um, in the highway in France, somewhere like
0: sleeping on the sideway on the yeah. on the side of the highway. I don't highway. know. That sounds, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know that you
3: could do that nowadays, but back then we did it, and it was
1: yeah. just it fine. Fine, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We had the two bench seats in the back of our Land Cruiser Troopy in Peru, and our kids would just bring pillows and blankets, and they would just one would stretch out on one long bench, one would stretch out no on the other belts. and then one would stretch out on the floor, and you just sleep, and we'd be barreling down the Pan- Panamericana, just kind of figuring out, you know where to go. And I remember a time we were driving and all of a sudden the fuel or something happened and the the car just stopped and the kids woke up and they're like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. The, the, the truck just turned off. And then I remember that we have two tanks in our truck. So I pressed the rear tank button and kept starting. Sure enough, we just ran out of gas in the one tank. (laughs) Kids are like, okay, you can go back to sleep now.
2: But it was so hard for them when we moved back to the U S or when we travel, we're like, you have to be you have, to, yeah. be yeah. you have yeah. to be in a booster seat. You have to be in a car seat. you have to wear You can't be in the front seat. There's so many rules Safety here. Safety is a nuisance, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's a let bit them. of a nuisance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we had friends from Indonesia visit us this last summer, and they wanted to take everyone to go see a movie or something. And, and they asked, do all the kids really have to be in seat belts or can a couple of them just be in between? We're like... Yeah, they all have to be seatbelts. Well, there were
2: seven kids in a little SUV, right? Yeah, and there like, weren't enough fine, seat belts right? And we're
1: like, no, they all actually have to be buckled yeah. in. I was like, I know, it's kind of frustrating, but.
2: Well, when we were in Indonesia, our youngest was, he was seven. He always sit in the front seat with his head out like a dog in a window, just <laughs> yeah. kind of with his hair flapping. And he
0: was like five and six.
2: Yeah, yeah. and can't do that here. He Why can't I sit that. in the front seat?
0: Yeah, those those times will never come back. Because I I I do look back fondly, but I do wonder how comfortable was it really. I don't remember being uncomfortable, but I also again don't remember bickering or fighting with my siblings. I'm sure I'm sure there was some bickering and and fighting. But the other thing too is we you know there's a lot of talk about safety. What are you going to do if something happens? I I took a trip when I was I think it was eleven or twelve. It wasn't with my family. A different family invited me. I was friends with the oldest son, so they had he had a younger sister and a younger brother. Uh, ages I don't want to say 12 nine and and five or six or something and we went from a road trip from Spain up to up to England and uh, and my friend he I um, started having some stomach pain he it turned out he had appendicitis oh, no so it was really dangerous but he's in the back of the van writhing in pain and wow. and, and hurting and we're in the front trying to figure out oh, you know how no. to get to if we the the father was I think he was British so if we could get to England you know they they could they could be seen and sure enough we got to the hospital but that whole trip, you know, as as horrible as it was in terms of the pain, and it was also an adventure. You know, like yeah. we ended up camping out somewhere close or near near the hospital. Uh, but that's the other thing too: is often people people are less, maybe less likely to take these adventures. I can't imagine your parents thinking, "What do, what, what do we do if one of the kids gets sick? What are we going to do in the middle of the desert somewhere?" I don't
3: know. Yeah, I don't know if they they probably had those thoughts. But but it's yeah, I think you deal with the things, and it's not like people don't get sick there either. And right. Yeah, Like, I remember when our daughter almost cut off her finger um, in Spain, Spain, like, the door crashed on and the finger was, like, hanging. And we just, like, went to this place and they sewed it up and they didn't charge us any money and we didn't have insurance. Like, we thought, like, do we need insurance for Spain? And it's like people get sick and people get taken Mm -hmm. care of everywhere in a different way, maybe. But
0: yeah, often there's this idea of a hospital in a foreign country is going to be, the treatment's going to be way worse. And when in reality, they have really really clean clinics, professional workers. And, and it was, that's, this was our experience and it's been our experience almost everywhere in Taiwan as well. The the hospitals and the, and the doctors. And
1: so, yeah. um, Yeah. Our experiences um, overseas with clinics and hospitals as well with kids has been fantastic. I mean, we had kids, one of our kids broke both of his arms Ooh. at recess in in Lima, and then one of our got had to get stitches in his forehead. And then Kelsey birthed two of them in Lima. Yeah. And you want to tell about that experience? No, briefly? it was
2: good experiences for all of those double broken arm. You think everyone assumes in a developing country that it's going to be this mm. traumatizing thing? Right, but it dirty, was, dirty, yeah, you know, tools and exactly. stuff. exactly, or, or, or doctors that don't know what they're doing, right? Or, but they were, it was great. They took really good care of him and treated him really well. And yeah, it was fantastic very experience. affordable. That's great to hear because yeah. I,
0: I tell people all the time when they travel because I hear this so many and I, and I always come back to the same kind of response. So it's great to be confirmed in my my suspicions. I, I haven't been to all of the countries in the world, but my experience overwhelmingly is at the hospital and the, and the doctors and the care is going to be phenomenal. In some cases, less expensive and more professional than, than in the U S
2: it was very, if, I say, if I can say very yeah. affordable.
1: Yeah. And I would say, uh, you know, the deeper you get into some of these countries, the care may vary a bit. Sure, um, but I know when you're in those, you know, capitals, mm, capital yeah. cities sure, or sure. larger cities. Yeah. This gonna... isn't to
0: say everywhere and, and, <laughs> right. and, all, and all of the time, but there is this impression, this idea yeah, that no, the U S has the best and any, and any time you escape from this, you're, yeah. you're in danger. Be careful where you go. You know? Yeah but the the other thing that we haven't talked about yet is the cost here's the other thing people talk about I can't travel we have four kids uh, it's expensive mm-hmm. how do you how do you navigate traveling with children when it's it's expensive enough to go uh, as a single or two people and now you have four kids or in our case four kids I don't know how many kids do you have we have three three, three kids yeah, yeah so how do you do how do you handle the finances
1: well we always made sure that we had easy bedding options for our kids wherever we went. Because most hotels, I think, in a lot of countries aren't as bent as they are here on making sure you have only a certain amount of people in a room or in a house. So um, we always had this little baby Bjorn travel bed that we took with us everywhere. In fact, it was lost at an airport for like months, months. and we finally recovered it. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. But we took that thing everywhere. And you just open it up, boom, yeah. your kid sleeps, and, and it you tarantulas can't get in and even though they try. <laughs> Um, so we always try to find places that are large enough for us to sleep and know that our kids could either, you know, pack in with us. A closet. Yeah. I mean, we did the closet thing where kids slept in the closet. Um, and as far as food goes, I mean, do you have any hacks for food when we travel? No,
2: I think uh, kids don't, well, maybe it's just our kids. They don't eat too much, at least when they're younger. And it's not that, I mean... At least the countries that we've been to, the food is relatively inexpensive it can anyway. Be. Yeah, yeah. It can
0: yeah. Be an so
2: that man. part wasn't a concern. You just, I mean, with little kids too, you don't go to fancy restaurants, right? And, and you has don't has go to stressful. places like
1: McDonald's yeah. or Burger King. You you find the you know the chicken place on the corner right. where everyone's eating and it's cheap and yeah, and in some gonna cases be really even good even supermarkets. You're gonna buy yeah, a loaf yeah. of bread and a couple, you know, to make a sandwich. Some cheese. Yeah. Although the
2: one time we went to McDonald's in Arica, Chile, we were j- doing oh. a border <laughs> hop for our passports right we had to leave for the country our visa, for yeah. our visa and we there was you know those giant play places that would probably be against the law here because <laughs> yeah. it's not very safe two or three stories tall yeah wow. and we were only there we'd only been in Peru for a few months at that point so we were just kind of new this was our and, second
1: time in Peru yeah. yeah
2: so Ezra our youngest or our, at that time he's our youngest he was probably like three maybe four we went into the play place he was going he was it like, was crazy was busy. Three kids everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, and we're, like, that's not our idea of fun, but we were trying to be the cool parents, letting our kids fun do parents, something. Fun parents, you know. So stressful, so much noise. At the bottom, kind of like, yay, go have fun, watching them crawl, you know, through all these gross, you know, not great smelling and places. And then, what and do then, your eyes behold? Ezra Ezra's at the top has a soft serve ice cream that <gasps> he did not have, like, he, we did not buy that for we him. He found it. He found oh, it. Goodness. Upside down, in the play <laughs> place, he's like, Mom,
1: and he's up there licking it.
2: I remember it was like slow motion, like, no. <laughs> and of course, he just starts licking it. And I end up having to crawl up the tube to get him yeah. down. Super mom anyway. had to
1: brave the tube, remove the ice and, cream. And also, cone. cruel
0: mom. How, how,
2: I know, how, take, could you that from,
0: take a ice cream
1: away. I from think he scary. ate most
2: of it by the time <laughs> yeah. I got up there. So.
0: Yeah, food, I think, is one of those things you have to navigate. But I think the cost itself, it's, I think it's less expensive than people think. Often, yeah, as, you said depending on where you go. We went to Europe uh, a couple of years ago. I don't remember when now uh, with another with friends of ours and they have three kids and it was a it was a trip through it was a total of 10 days with them, right? 10 or 12 days. Mm-hmm. It was it was uh, in France and southern France. Mm. And we end up doing a combination of things where we try to find the cheaper restaurants, but also we bought things at a supermarket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we but, cooked. You know, we just the the memories babies. that they come. It was really hot. I mean, we're trying to do like a combination of touristy things. Let's see the museum, the castles, and those it was kinds like of things. Everyone's and just, ten
3: degrees, and, and then we ended up just trying to children. find uh,
0: swimming holes. It's like where can we find yes. a river to jump into oh, yeah, or pools. a lake you or a pool? Need to find water
2: for kids <laughs> yes. whenever you travel. Definitely. But those
0: those memories mm-hmm. I think are are ingrained in their minds now. And they talk about you know, especially going with their friends. I think is another thing to to consider there's some bickering and some fighting, but there's also, yeah. you know, some some uh, pranks that are pulled on each other, right? <laughs> yeah, and now, and like, if we have
1: to travel by air, like we went to visit my mom who lives in um, Indiana right now. And my kids were asking, well, how long is the flight? Because it was a direct flight from Portland to, we flew into O'Hare in Chicago. Yeah. And we're like, oh, it's about four hours. They're like, four hours.
3: That's, so that's nothing. <laughs> I can't watch two movies. Then. Yeah, like my kids are very excited about the movies nothing. nowadays. Oh yeah.
1: And so it's it was kind of refreshing to hear that, It's like, yeah, it's not eleven. It's not nine. It's it's only four. So yeah, movie
0: <laughs> screens have made it eleven.
1: Actually, easier. yes, oh, and actually mm-hmm.
3: traveling with kids now that they're a little older, my youngest is eight. Um, when we went two summers ago, it was so. So fun. It was yeah. easy. Because it was easy. Like, yeah. they all walk. They yeah. all carry their backpack. And they can, like, actually, we made them, like, look for the gate and figure out where we yep. need to go. And they were excited. They were excited about seeing the airplanes. It wasn't this days of, like, keep them alive. And oh. um, And then, obviously, they're watching TV and movies and they love the food and... Um, Yeah, it was actually really easy. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, but
0: don't you think the screens also takes away from some of the, you know, we talk about, I know you mentioned on this this trip to Morocco, there was some some sibling um, ways of entertaining each other, right?
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, because we had my youngest um, brother was seven at the time. And we were stuck in this trailer in the middle of the desert, absolutely no screens. And so, yeah, I remember my brothers, my older brothers made him like run to go see that. Um, tree over there is like 100 feet away but every eight steps you need to say chorizo which is like a Spanish sausage so they like gave him these tasks and he would run eight steps and chorizo and they were like louder and chorizo and he was like yelling and running so yes we definitely um, came up with ways to entertain each other and the time pass my brothers um, made me believe um, I was nine at the time and they were my older brothers so they told me about this really cool thing that we could take to the desert, which was powdered water. And you just had to take like a little sack of powdered water. It was super, super good because you didn't have to like pack all the stuff. And then you just added a little water and you <laughs> had water. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah.
0: Now we have screens and we just watch movies and we can't, <laughs> we can't make fun of each other or try to trick each other. <laughs> well, we had, when we were visiting this hotel in, in Jakarta, um,
1: our, our, middle schooler who was probably in sixth grade then, he thought this hotel was really special and fantastic because it had um, like cable channels and he could watch actual channels. And he's like, what are all these things that are telling me to buy things? I'm like, those are called commercials. (laughs) It's like, whoa. So we went back to that same hotel because we had something to do. And he's like, dad, do you think we could stay at that hotel that has cord? I'm like, cord? (laughs) I'm like, do you mean cable? He's like, yeah, cable. <laughs> so we consistently we, call it cord now. we don't have cable cord. at our house, and uh, we never have, but we refer to that time as we refer to the hotels, the hotel with cord, yeah. <laughs> because he had no idea what it was. He thought it was pretty fascinating. Watch TV on cord <laughs> yeah. commercials. Yeah, yeah, just channels. Yeah. like through channels.
0: It's it's just great. I think it's uh, you know it's it is a different kind of. Um, travel for sure you mentioned you don't have to wait and, or you don't have to do all your traveling before kids and you certainly don't have to say oh I have kids my traveling is over no. it's done it is going to look different for sure I do different. encourage people to travel to study abroad as a student of course to take those trips mm-hmm. and so forth but also when you travel to travel there's a joy to travel to expand your of course your own horizons and so forth and your perspective for yourself but also you're doing you're giving your kids a gift I think that's what we've all okay. we all kind of agree with that you yeah. know yeah. this is great to, to have our kids. Uh, experience these these countries. To be, I remember in France, and uh, my, I remember our kids just making friends and playing on the beach, and and my my kids speaking Spanish, and the, and, and this kid speaking French, and there's this kind of like they're going to try to figure this out. and It's amazing how how quickly they can figure out how to communicate with each yeah. other. So language shouldn't be a barrier either. You right. know, or in Spain, even with these third spaces, these plazas that they can go to and, and engage with other kids. My son playing soccer on these on the street with these kids it's just great memories that they're going to take with them forever
1: yeah and i i would say as families too it creates a bond that is unique to what a lot of families can have because you you've been through a lot of different things maybe some tough stressful times you've gone through a lot of challenges as far as getting to these really cool places that you really want to see and you have that really unique bond and i know our family does has that Mm -hmm. for sure yeah for sure (laughs)
0: Well, should we spin the globe? Let's spin the globe. Let's the way this it. works is you put your finger somewhere. I'm going to spin it and it's going to stop. Okay. And then wherever it stops, let's see if we've been there and see what happens. This is the. Am I? Book. Am you're I? Gonna, point. Okay. You're, you're going to hold it so it doesn't. Hold the fly? base. <laughs> yeah, I'll hold it.
2: All right. I won't look. Are you ready? Yep. Oh.
0: We landed in. It was uh, the British Isles. Like British Isles. All right. Should we talk about England? Or Ireland or Northern Ireland?
2: I was there. So this, it was in high school, but I don't really have a ton of memories. It was kind of one of those things. Yeah. I look at pictures like that was an interesting experience. It was like two weeks. I think we went to England. I was doing track competitions and we went to Liverpool and London. We saw all the cool spots, of course, but we also had track practice and track track and field. Track and field. Yeah. But it was really, that was my first time in Europe. Um, and yeah, that was the first time I had traveled internationally since we had lived overseas when I was little. Oh, so nice. Were you how old were you? Uh, sophomore, junior year in high school, I okay, think. Okay, nice. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think playing playing sports in a foreign country. I played soccer in Lithuania, and same thing. There's just a different way of of engaging with the culture. Uh, England, I mentioned earlier, my was one of the first trips I took away from my parents. So I went with a with a friends of friends of mine and again landed in, in England spent a couple of weeks there it was fantastic it was, uh, it, it was very independent i felt very grown up i suppose mm-hmm. right because i'm away from my parents and i'm mm-hmm. having to figure things out there were, my friends parents were there as well but it's not the same right um, so yeah it was, it was a great adventure anything else you haven't been to england we talked about this we anyone. are for our first I anniversary i went to england as a baby i, su- I suggested london for our first anniversary and wow. when we landed on where did we go? We didn't go to mm-hmm. London. Morocco. We went to Morocco, that's right. Casablanca. Casablanca. Right? Casablanca yeah. Well,
1: I went to England when I was in high school on an advanced placement trip. We went to England, France, and Spain.
0: Okay.
1: So got a chance to go to London and see all the sites and you know take all the goofy pictures as you do when you're a high schooler and you buy the Bobby plastic <laughs> yeah. Bobby hats and you
0: and you ride the buses. Right? Yeah. And, so, and you yeah. take,
1: you know, photos in the in the in the telephone booths. Mm-hmm. And, and then we went to um, barcelona and then we went
0: to paris so it was a
1: fantastic trip
0: yeah and then if we're gonna cross over to ireland that was one of the a trip i took uh right around college towards the end of college it was me and like eight buddies we rented a van and just traveled around ireland for 10 days i think it was yeah it was amazing um, it was crazy i've never been to ireland but we both really want to go ireland it's beautiful i remember we were driving because we we if you have a van you can go to these random places right and we we, we, were lo- we got lost somewhere, middle of nowhere, and we stopped and asked, I, I think he was a shepherd, I don't know, because there were a bunch of sheep around, and he was the only person there, and so we asked him how to get, we talked for a little bit, and then said, hey, how do we, how do we get to this place, and he kind of told us, and we said, okay, thank you, and he goes, are you in a hurry, and we're like, no, <laughs> and he goes, oh, okay, and then we just kind of looked at each other for a second, and my buddy was finally like, so, how's it going? <laughs> and so we ended up talking to this random guy for, I think it was like 20 or 30 minutes, but all because, you know, we asked him for directions. We were on our way, but he's That's like, hey, cool. let's, let's hang out and, and chat That's for a little awesome. bit. That's, I love that memory of, of Ireland. Right? That's great. Take, take your time, go travel slowly and, and talk to people because they want to, they want to have conversations as well. So, wow. well, thank you. Thank you so much. This is, I, I hope that we've given our listeners some, some uh, inspiration to travel, travel before you have kids, travel when you have kids. Hopefully you're If you're really young listening to this, maybe nag your parents about taking you on a trip. Maybe that's a way to do it. And as always, you should travel, you should see the world, you should meet people, and you should be safe with your kids most of the time. Try to. Most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. This video podcast is a production of George Fox Digital. To find more material like this, you can subscribe to George Fox Talks on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Our team really appreciates your feedback in the form of likes, comments, and reviews, and we'd really love to hear what you think. To sign up for our weekly email list and to keep up to date with the latest episodes and publications, you can check us out on the web at georgefox.edu talks. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.